Welcome back to Up in the Air, guys. I'm Jake. I am Nick. So, Nick, today we're going to talk about the NFL Combine for the most part. A lot of stuff happened in the Combine and in the NFL world, but we're going to start off with some NBA talk. Of course. Specifically, John Morant. Yes. Um, I'd say it was the most shocking sports news of the week. Well, one of the most shocking things. Definitely one of the things people would uh, know. Yeah. Of the past week. Yeah. Whether you're a fan of sports or not, I feel like this is starting to get, like, mainstream. Yeah, maybe shocking isn't the right word as much as pre- Su- prevalent. Su- prevalent yeah. and surprising, yeah. I think, just with how Ja has been playing his whole career. Um, but we're going to get into that. This is Up in the Air, Episode 5. Um, like you said, we're going to talk a lot about the Combine, but to get right into this, Jake, John Morant, what is he doing? Um, he go pew-pew, Nick. Sadly. I mean, so, so for those who don't know, John Morant is a superstar on the rise for the Memphis Griv- Memphis Grizzlies. Excuse All-star me. starter. So. All-star starter. Pretty much superstar now. Yeah, theoretically a top 20, 10 player. 23, 23 years old, 24. Mm-hmm. 23, I believe, yeah. 23. Um, he has been sort of on a hot streak as of late that cul- culminated in a... Instagram live video of him in a strip club in Denver holding a handgun. Yeah, or so, at least he wasn't holding it, but it, one was shown. Yeah. So I guess I didn't see the video. I've only seen the, the screenshot of him with the gun. He had his shirt off, which yep. I don't think if he understands. I don't know if he understands what a strip club is, but he's not the one that's supposed to be stripping. Right. Right. Um, I think. So I guess my first thing is if you're going to have a bunch of guns, you really don't need to show them on an Instagram live. It's really not a good thing to be doing anyways, but if that's really what you're going to do, you really don't need to be going... You did this to yourself. It's not like you were walking down the street and someone saw a gun sticking out of your back pocket or you're walking around shirtless or whatever he's doing. It's not like this happened by accident. He did this to himself. Right. These it's are completely all choi- avoidable. These are all choices that Jar is making. And, I mean, Jake and I are definitely not of the clientele to be... Talking into the specifics not a about gun the guy. whole thing. Not a gun guy. Um, you know, it's you know, there's all there's been added some you know racial discourse into this. You know, with how you know he's presenting himself and all of that stuff. And I just it's so surprising to me because Ja was just so likable. Yeah, he's charismatic. Yeah, even after the video, he's just he's a charismatic person. Something that the NBA could use to market itself for 15 years. And he's so talented. Right. He is an extremely talented player. He's a gifted athlete who, by all accounts, has made it. I mean, he's... He's made it. But he's like three months away from falling into $300 million. Right. Like, he is... At the he's end of the season, he is going to get a super Mac extension because he will be an All-NBA as long as he stays on the court for the rest of this year, which let's hope he does. Adam Silver is completely different than David Stearns. Yeah. You know, David Stearns would have had Jaw. He would have handled it completely different. Um, but you know, Which, like you're saying, yeah. he has a whole bunch of money coming with yeah. that Supermax deal. He has a shoe deal that's going to be launching next year. Yeah, he has along with yep. a deal with Powerade. Yeah. That who knows is what's going to happen with all those. Within the next year, he's going to have fuck you money essentially. Right. Yeah. Right. And he's you know he, he's, he's going to set up his grandkids' children. Like, Literally. He, generations will be set up through this, and he, he shouldn't be throwing it all away for something so futile. Right. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't get why he's trying to do this. I don't understand what the notion of trying to act tough. You know, you don't have to worry about that. You're a superstar in the National Basketball Association. You've made it. You don't have to go anywhere else. You don't no. have to go back down the ladder. No. You, know, you are at the top of the ladder now. And there's nothing to fight over that. You know? And and hopefully, you know, the Grizzlies, he, he will be sitting out the next two games. I don't know if they play tonight as of this recording, but he's, as of, I think it was like Saturday or Sunday, they said that he'd be sitting out the next two games that the Grizzlies play. Yeah. I'm not sure of those that's specific been, dates. That's but... been turned into indefinitely now. Oh, is it indefinitely? Yes, it's okay. indefinitely now. That's from the coach of the Grizzlies. Taylor and Jenkins, I, yeah. And I think another thing too, Jake, the Grizzlies are like the youngest team in the NBA. Besides the Thunder, I think. Yeah. The Grizzlies don't have a player over thirty. It's just a, it's a, it's a tough look. It, this comes months after he's like, I'm not worried about anybody in the West, and he's just getting this aura about him that's making him a lot less likable, which is unfortunate because I personally love watching John Morant play basketball. It was really fun to watch in college. Yep. 
Unreal in college. He got drafted to a young Memphis team that's on the rise in the West. That is playing. I mean, they're one of they have one of the five best records in the NBA. They're playing out of their minds all season. Yep. And here they are losing their superstar. I mean, I think they were like a two seed last year. Yeah, they were. Yeah, I think yeah. And it's just unfortunate. It's just a really unfortunate situation. You know, I, I wish the best for him. Yeah. Because you know, it's not like. I mean, he is doing this to himself, so I can't really give him the benefit there. But it's just you just hate to see it. Yeah, you don't so. want to blame other people or speculate or do anything. It's just he. You hope the best for him because this is the first. It's not the first thing we've seen this exact incident. Mm-hmm. But in the last few several months, these are. It's all just started to come up. This wasn't here before. No. So hopefully he gets under control and hopefully this, this uh, timeout for lack of a better word, I guess, is sets him in the right direction. Right. I'm interested to see what the NBA does. I'm interested to see what Commissioner Silver, you know, he. I don't think he has yet released a statement. They have. I saw a tweet before we started saying that they're the Colorado Police Department, the Colorado State Police, whatever, launching an investigation into the incident. Um, I don't know if Adam Silver said anything yet. I don't think so, but they're probably that waiting. might be affecting the timing of yeah. him releasing a statement. Yep, to... I was going to say I'm. Okay. I was. I'm pretty sure that will come after the investigation yeah. is done. I'm sure they don't want to. Uh, interrupt the investigation, let it play out, yeah. not speculate. I just, I mean, it's a big deal for the league. This is a, it's a big time player. This is, it's not like uh, Lance Stevenson went out and did this, or you know what I mean, some right. random player like that. It's this is a yeah. prominent, prominent, especially among the the young fans, the youth, yeah, right. the youth. This is a huge player for them. You know, so and Charles Barkley, he, not to bring him into this, just randomly, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. give me, let me explain, yeah. right. There was an interview that Charles Barkley did years ago where he was like, I'm not a role model. Doctors and lawyers are role models. I've, yep, we, I've seen that, heard about it. And But like it or not, these athletes are role models to young kids, whether they choose to or not. Yeah, I think, I think the Charles Barkley thing is more of just like, kids shouldn't be looking up to me, but right. you still have to have the awareness that they are. But it, that's what I'm trying to yeah, tie into. Right. You know, John Morant does not have that awareness that kids are looking up to him and where he was, you know, where he was trying to work his way into the NBA, kids are looking up to him yep. just because of that. But now he's looking back down. I don't know what he's trying to do. I don't know where he's trying to go. He's made it already. He's already got everything he needs and more, especially more coming on the way. Yeah. Or maybe not now, but I'm interested to see what the league does, what they say. I need to hear from the commissioner before I have any Just other a, thoughts. But yeah, it's an interesting wrinkle that got thrown out there this week. It's right. kind of been escalating, but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think it would get to this point. So, so we'll, quickly, uh, right. we'll see how it goes. And Jake and I are going to keep an eye on this throughout the week. Um, but other than that, Jake, I think it's time to get into the combine because there's a lot that happened. Over the weekend. I was right about Anthony Richardson, Nick. Okay, I wasn't going to say you were wrong. <laughs> I didn't say you were wrong last week. No, that's true. But, you know, I, I I, was really impressed with him. He had one of the best combine performances so, if we're ever. Being, yeah, if we're being honest, I didn't realize he was that big. Like, I knew he was athletic. 6'4", 240? He, he's the same size as George Kittle. Yeah. As Ben Roethlisberger. Like, uh-huh. he... I, there was a whole list put out by, I don't know if it's Ian Rappaport or someone of that nature, where it's like, oh, it was uh, Walter Sharp. Oh, okay. Yep. He put out a list of, like, here's six, like, really talented big guys, 6'4", 245, 6'3", 250. He's, all the si- he's the size of these guys, and he's faster than all of them. Yeah. You're in a, what was it, 4'4", 3? 4'4", Which is ridiculous. Right. He's the size of great, uh, George Kittle running the speed of Saquon Barkley, leaping like... A top tier cornerback. He had a forty inch vertical. You think he might go first overall? Um, I still think I it's have possible. I have my answer, and it's no. He can't. I don't think he's going to because Bryce Young. I mean, he. If anything, C.J. Stroud put himself in that. Conversation. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, he definitely he, by far. I don't know about by far. I guess, but he looked so fluid throwing the ball, and he has confidence out the. The ass. I, yeah, I don't know if you heard the interviews he had. He's like, I've been the best player in college football last he year. He had an interview where I don't know if it was a joke or not. I don't want to get flamed for this. Yeah. I thought I saw something somewhere where he was like, my favorite, my two quarterbacks that I look up to are like Michael Vick and, uh, and oh God, it was another problematic former quarterback. Oh, really? Yeah. God, I can't remember the other name. But I mean, Michael Vick on a football field. Right. 
I mean, yeah, outrageous. Me too. Right, but you know, it, it was just funny. I guess how he said two really problematic words. I just yeah. can't remember for the life of me what the other the other name was. So I, I don't. Back to Anthony Richardson. I don't. I don't think he's gonna go first overall. But I think he did just put himself in the conversation of top ten, someone trading up to get him, and I mean maybe even top five depending on how it plays out. I. I the Seahawks just signed Geno Smith, which we'll talk about later. So I think it's extremely possible that the Seahawks get a solid deal at five and move back. I, I think they can take a defensive player there, but we could probably take another defensive player later they, in the draft. Right, but it depends on. I mean, maybe the Raiders want to move up. Maybe the Panthers want to move up. We we don't know. The Bucks. I mean, we we don't know what's going to happen. But I think it's possible they put himself. You he can, performed right. well enough to to justify a top five pick. I don't know if he'll get I, there. I. I mean, I don't agree, Jake. I don't agree. And here's why. I was talking with Jake before the show started. One of my favorite songs growing up, I listened to it with my grandfather all the time. It was One Piece at a Time by Johnny Cash. And basically the whole premise of the the song is that he works in a factory and he takes home a piece of a car every day. Every day. And he builds a car. Yeah. And it just doesn't work. Yeah. Because he couldn't get the motor. Yeah. Think of it like this, Jake, whereas you have this freak of an athlete who had the best combine performance, one of ever, right? And take that with a grain of salt, because Sam Darnold had a really great combine, too. Sam Darnold's great. I don't know what we're talking about. (laughs) But, you know, he has all of, you know, the, he has the flash. You know, he has, you know, does he have that it factor, though? You know, you could take all these pieces, you know, the height, the speed, the the athleticism, the agility, all the everything boiled down to it. Jake, he had a fifty-eight percent completion percentage oh, last Nick, year I'm on not, a six and seven team. I'm not saying that I would take him with a top five pick. Right. I'm not even saying he's one of my three favorite quarterbacks in this draft. I'm just saying the tools he has in a league like this, where quarterback is probably the most important position in all of sports, let alone the most, po- let alone just the NFL. Um, a team. Panicking mm-hmm. and thinking that they can coach up a player like this—is he coachable? That's another thing. You know, we'll have to see. We'll have we, to see with all these players. We would assume. We would assume he is. I mean, Florida's been a hot mess for the last five, six years. Also, it coaches in and out. Right. No consistency anywhere. Mm-hmm. They play in the toughest conference in college football. Yeah. It, Not that it's an excuse, but I mean, he looked really good in a few instances. Not I'm, in all of them. I'm just trying to say. I'm taking his combine performance, how whatever, however great it was, yeah. with a grain of salt. And that's completely fair. That's and with, I, that's I, I with every. That's with every single person that goes through a combine because you know what it is, Jake. It's all noise. It's all gossip. You know. Oh my God, he had this this outstanding combine performance. You know, some GM out there is going to be like, Oh my God, I want him. No, yeah, that's what. That's all I'm trying to get at is that he performed right. well enough. I, I mean. Even better than we anticipated. Oh, yeah. To the point where someone is going to take a chance on him. I think it hurt Bryce Young. I think it did. A little bit. He didn't throw. He didn't He didn't perform yep. at, at this combine. He, he weighed in. He got over, his measurements. Yep. He weighed in, what was it, 5'10 and a quarter? 5'10 and a quarter. And or no, 5'10 and an eighth. Okay. And, two, and then 204 which for the, his weight. If, the, if that number started with a one, we'd, he'd be in trouble. He'd be in, I mean, I, I still don't see it. I don't think he's 204. He is, I, I mean, three, he must he is be, the guess, same but. height. And three pounds less than Kyler Murray? He doesn't look... Kyler Murray looks it. He, he looks does skin. not. No. He, he looks, does, much, skinnier, he looks much skinnier than 204. But, I mean, muscle so muscle reacts differently in the body. Yeah, yeah, I get it. And we have... We've seen over the last several years, like, a renaissance of what you think a quarterback needs to look like. Whereas it used to have to be this big, tall, stand in there... The, Bryce Young is an elite playmaker. He made plays from the time he stepped on the field at Alabama mm-hmm. against the best teams. Now, he had NFL talent with him, but he also had NFL coaching. He's yeah. handled everything terrifically. Yep. He got banged up a little bit, still played through it. I, I don't – I guess the durability would be a question to me right. because he's already been banged up a couple times. We've seen it with Tua now. Tua's bigger, but he's not a big guy. Kyler's been injured. That's what and, I was going to get to. And that's – that's the part that worries me. His skill warrants a top five pick. I would be uneasy about the durability of it. We talk about size at the quarterback position, and it is important, right? I mean, we've seen some really great small quarterbacks. Drew Brees. Yep. You know, he 
He's, you know, that guy. Russell Wilson. Yep. You know, even though he had a subpar season last year, that's a stretch. He's, I mean, yeah, he still made nine Pro Bowls. Yeah. At 5'10". You know, it's, it's tough because, you know, you can compare him to either, you know, those two or, I mean, look at Kyler. Yep. Even, I mean, Lamar's tall. But look yeah, at Lamar. He's kidding. You know, we have yeah. we have these ideas of, oh, the quarterback position is changing to be, you know, mobile and on your feet. And that's different from playmaking, I think. That's different. You know, you have all these quarterbacks getting banged up. Like, look at Cam. Look at Cam Newton. Yep. What happened to him? He was a superstar. And then he's out of the league, like, what, 10 years later? Five years later? Excuse me? You know, Be careful what you say, Nick. This is the Justin Fields territory. I know. That's what, I, that's <laughs> what I'm, you know... If you have a quarterback who is able to take those hits in the pocket and throw the ball accurately downfield, yep. or however you want to utilize them, play action, roll them outside, whatever, stay in the pocket, whatever. But you know, his size just does worry me. My counterpoint would be, I guess, it. as much as we want to worry about injury, you can't be like, okay, well, this guy is really, really talented, but he might get injured. So I don't want to take him. As much as the durability is important, I don't think it can be that big of a... Unless it's something really serious where he's had a bunch of major injuries. For example, like Jackson Smith and Jigba, you said he had a very serious injury. If it's something that's already happened that might linger over is one thing. But just looking at his pure frame and being like, nah, that might not hold up, I don't think should prevent you from taking that pick. So I think he'll still be a top, I'd say, three. I don't think he'll sneak outside of three. He should go before Will Levis or Anthony Richardson. Yeah. I think. He should. You know, but C.J. Stroud... I can 100% see someone trading up to take C.J. Stroud. I, I would say that's probably actually what's going to happen. That, yeah. If I... If, gun to my head, John Morant to my head right now, right? Jeez. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, and someone is saying, who do you think is going to go number one overall? I would probably say C.J. Stroud yeah. because he's big. He looked... Phenomenal, and it might change. Bryce Young's pro day might be so outstanding that who knows, right? right? Right. But I think right now, I mean, Stroud was people were having him over Bryce Young, anyways. It's all going to depend on the team. It depends on who the GMs like more. So, and, and like you're saying, right? You're absolutely right. So, in theory, right, the Colts are supposed to be this team that's probably going to go up and do it. Mm-hmm. Chris Ballard probably needs to save his job. Shane Steichen has worked with Herbert and Hurts, and look what he did with those guys. I talked about last week briefly about how we think, you know, Anthony Richardson might fit that bill because of Jalen Hurts. But also, if you look at the Herbert aspect of it, it's very much C.J. Stroud. The arm talent, the size, the the constant dominance throughout his college career, the just the type of person it seems like he might be, the, like, confidence. They are very much typical. They're typical quarter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I mean, the long arms, the big hands, yep. the... The rocket, the, the talent, I, I, I could totally see them gravitating towards him also. And it's not just them. I could I could honestly see the Colts trading up, yep. picking C.J. Stroud, and Bryce Young going second yep. to the Texans. Right. You know, he's been linked to the Texans all year. Yes. I mean, that was before they gave up the first pick to the Bears by winning that game. But, you know, with how, with how C.J. has been handling his offseason, you could say, you know, he's really putting himself in that conversation. Yeah. And I think it would be smarter for for a GM. I mean, pick the guy you like, yeah. obviously. Pick the one that you really want. But I mean CJ Stroud This this year there is really good four quarterbacks talented enough. Talented enough to change the trajectory of a franchise. Now yeah. I don't know if all four of them will. Odds are probably only one to two of them will. But the talent is there. I mean, Will Levis looked effortless throwing the ball this week, too. He did. As much as we may have been a little down on him when we talked last week, the way he throws the ball 60 yards downfield is just effortless, and he's built like a tank. And he's just, I like I like listening to him talk to him. He's just a, he, he seems like a really good dude and a good, yeah. a nice guy. Yep. Um, so And I think, you know, those type of things, it, it takes the right person, it takes the right culture, it takes the right coach. So I think put in the right position, all these guys could do it. I guess I would just lean towards Stroud due to his he can make every throw. Not that Bryce Young can't or that Will Levis can't, but we saw CJ Stroud do it for two years without hesitate. I mean, he we talked about this last week. He tore up Georgia, and that's an NFL defense. He tore up an NFL defense. That's an NFL defense. There's going to be four or five starters on that team that are drafted within the first 64 picks this year. I mean, Keely Ringo, Jalen Carter, 
etc. Those guys are going to be taken early in this year's draft. Right. And uh, I I just I'm I'm anxious to see what happens. I heard a lot of stuff on Twitter today about how Hallis Hall was loud today. With I guess there's already teams that have already sent their plans, and now the Bears just get to pick and choose. Yeah, they they I I think I was reading something where it was saying that they have had it open for weeks now, that they've been shopping for a long time. Yeah, and that they've just been waiting for everyone to get their offers in. And I, I don't just, know I don't know if you think this is possible, Nick, but do you think they could trade down twice? I do. Like they get absolutely to, they get to four and oh my say God. and say the Cardinals take Will Anderson right, mm-hmm. and then if they aren't comfortable with Jalen Carter with what happened with him. Maybe they even trade down again. See, the thing is, and I don't know if we talked about it a lot last week, free agency, yep. right? They there are a so lot of edge rushers in free agency this year. Well, there a lot, are. There's a, a lot, lot of, of none lot. of them none of them are like um, you know, game changing Von Miller edge rushers, but there's a lot of quality edge there's rushers. There's a lot of yep. quality edge rushers that I mean, the, the Bears need everything. Right? So they cannot be picky. I mean they have to be. Yeah. But they can't like pick and choose when they don't have to. Do you want to hear a crazy stat? What? Since we're talking about free agency edge uh-huh. rushers, unique Inganu, Inganque, unique Inganque. Yeah, not Francis Inganu. Sorry, UFC's on my mind. <laughs> Which we should talk about that. We later should talk too. about yeah. MMA. Um, so, unique Inganque is one of four players to have at least eight sacks in his first seven seasons. The other three are uh, Derek Thomas, Von Miller, <laughs> uh-huh. and Reggie White. Oh, yeah. Isn't that crazy? That's an insane list. I mean, I think he has, like, right around eight every time. But it, it's still crazy. Yeah. And I think I, the Bears only had, what, 20 sacks last year? I'd fork over $15 million a year just to get eight sacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like you were saying, if the, if the Cardinals pick Will Anderson and the Bears aren't comfortable drafting Jalen Carter at four. Or Tyree Wilson or whoever. Or even Tyree Wilson mm-hmm. or Luke Van Ness. You know, they have a lot of positions that they need. I saw a mock today where they draft, where they trade um, back to the four, mm-hmm. get a first, a first and a second next year and a second this year. Yep. From that the makes Colts. Sense. Yep. And then they tr- use that pick that they trade the four yep. back down to nine with the Panthers, Panthers to get a quarterback. and they get DJ Moore and a first and a third next year. I like it. Which would And then at nine they can take a tackle at nine a corner. And then this mock had them taking Devon Witherspoon. Yeah. Which would be Which terrific. I mean I mean he's great. Yeah. And I'm I would argue that the one position that the Bears don't really need to draft a high prospect in but, is their secondary? I'd say that Witherspoon and, and Gonzalez. I mean, Gonzalez's stuff was off the charts this weekend yeah, too. Yeah. That either one of them are probably worth that pick in a league where you need three corners on the field right. at all times. And if they trade, if they do end up somehow, that's like if that happens where they take like eight or nine. Yeah. You know, maybe that's like Paris Johnson territory or Peter Skaronsky or um, Broderick Jones. You know. Yeah. It. it uh, you know, there's a. It's clearer now to see what might happen. Yep. When our episode aired last week, and yep. there were still a lot of question marks, and there still are. Yep. But it's easier to see how things might play out now that we have the combine over with. The talent in this year's draft seems like it's a lot higher than last year, especially at the top. The top 15 to 20 players this year seem exponentially better than last year. Right. And there were some really good players last year. I mean, Trayvon Walker went first overall last yep. year. Where do you think he would go this year? Probably in the twenties. I would argue the same, like late teens, I, I early twenties. I would argue. I mean, his physicals are off the charts too. They would. I'd say that he he would. I could conceive conceivably see a world where he is the fourth edge rusher taking off, taken off. Mm-hmm. Right, and like you were saying, I mean, there were a lot of talent last year, and your Jets got some really good talent last year. Hell yeah, we need some um, more too. But. You know, this draft just feels different in areas that haven't really been strong as of late. Defensive line. There's a lot of good defensive line. There's a lot of good offensive tackles. There's a lot of solid receivers. The amount of running backs. The running backs had a. The running They backs. had a number on this combine. My God. This running back class is going to be talked about, I think, in years. It's some of. Not the best, but. I mean, collectively, you could get a running back in the sixth. I mean, Chase Brown might go in like the fifth or sixth round, and Chase Brown is probably would have been the top three That's running back. Team. Illinois, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Tajay Spears, uh, Bijan Robinson, and Jameer Gibbs 
are freaks. Yeah. I, they, I don't think I've seen a footwork on a running back like B. John Robinson. It's insane what he does. And I know we see the PFF stats of his his broken tackles or missed tackles, rather, um, and all that stuff. And I, I guess I just didn't pay attention to Texas football that much. But he's unbelievable. I have a feeling we're going to be hearing a lot about Texas football next year. Yeah. Because Arch Manning. And Quinn Ewers. And Quinn Ewers are in a battle. Battle right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Yep. Love it. And Jameer Gibbs ran like a 4-3-6. Yeah. He's so smooth out of – their footwork and their, their – all the running backs look fantastic. It's it's incredible. Yeah. There's a and you know even like defensive back. Like there's been a lot of great defensive backs taken lately. Yep. But this class just feels stacked. Yep. You know, there's going to be talent in like the 3rd and 4th round that should be like second rounders or even borderline end first. Oh yeah, there I mean there's in Madden terms. We'll talk about DJ Turner a little bit, but DJ Turner running a 426 and he was borderline. He's got the speed. He's got I mean I watched him play at Michigan a bunch. He's talented and he can play right. safety or corner. The one area where this draft is a little bit weaker, I would say is wide receiver. Yeah, yes. Just there's there's some solid there's about four JSN, to five. JSN had himself a day. He did. I will give him his that. His change of direction, I don't remember the exact numbers, but his his three-cone drill and his 20-yard shuttle were some of the best times we've seen. Quentin in, Johnson is uh, just sometime. fast. You know, oh, we, it's we also a that. small wide receiver class, which I didn't realize. It, there's not a They're, lot. Quint, Quentin Johnston and Jalen Hyatt, I think, are the only two of note that are above six foot. Yeah. Like, JSN is the only one, the other one that touches six foot, and none of them weigh over 185 pounds either. Yeah, no. There's a lot. Zay Flowers and... Uh, Jordan, Jordan Addison. Addison are not very big. They're Jordan talented. Addison didn't really have a good day. If I re- if I remember seeing something like Jordan there's Addison, a, there's a I watched him run a couple of routes. He yeah. looked solid, but I mean JSN's the gauntlet drill smooth. I, it was one of the smoothest gauntlet drills I've yeah. seen in a while. Yeah. And his, it, I still think he's the best receiver in this draft class. And if he didn't get hurt, he'd probably be a top five pick. I would. Yeah. If we're being completely honest, if he didn't get hurt and he was able to go, if he's able play to play the entire year, the entire year, yeah. Which yeah. thank God it didn't because I did the idea of him and Marvin Harrison Jr. Oh my God! Would make me want to. That would have helped CJ Stroud jump off a bridge. A lot. Yeah, it would have. Like instead of you know you could argue that he yeah. is you know, he would be definitive. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I the only other major thing I mean we should talk about Jalen Carter just a little bit not not too much but just touch on in case people haven't heard what's going on with him. Right. So if people haven't heard, uh, I believe it was the week before the national championship game. It was, no, the week after. They were, the cele- af- okay, they were celebrating, celebrating their win. The week after the national championship game, there was a fatal car crash but, uh, where a couple, where a Georgia staffer and a Georgia Georgia player. Yeah, Georgia. Two members Georgia of the. Scout. Uh, yeah. And a Georgia player. Yeah, two, Georgia, two members of the Georgia f- football community, family, whatever, passed away in a car accident. Yep. Now, the, the details have come out that this was allegedly due to a car race, a racing with, I don't remember the other guy's name. He was driving the car where these people fatally passed away, and Jalen Carter was driving the other car. Now, Jalen Carter denied the fact that he was a part of this when it came out and it happened. Um, I don't want to speculate too much. That's just the facts that we know. We don't know how much this is going to affect Jalen Carter's stock, what's going to happen to him. Jalen Carter said he's going to try and fight this, or and you know he's going to use the all-extensive power of the law to defend his name and clear all charges, is what he said. Yeah. You know, I was surprised. Um, this all happened the first day of the combine. This yep. all came out like a half an hour before the combine started. Yeah, and then it's just like, are you shitting me, bro? Yeah, are you kidding me? Yeah, that affects the Bears. Like, it's just it. It's it, also just an unfortunate. It's so unfortunate yeah. because I mean, Jalen Carter should be top three, top five talent, and he expressed that on the field. You know, he's shown how talented he is. Yeah. And it's another situation where it's like, do you really have to be involved in this with and, all that's at stake, with all that you have to worry about? And the unfortunate thing is, is if he's lying about this at all, there's people's lives that were lost because of this. Two people lost their lives for no reason. Of this. For yep. no reason. And, and if he's lying and trying to get out of it just to clear his name, it, I, I don't want to speculate. I don't know if he did it. I'd imagine that the police have a pretty good reasoning. That first day where yeah. this came out, the first day of the combine, he was supposed to. Meet with the media. Meet with the media. And he did not. And he went down to Athens that night. Because he had an arrest warrant. He he had an arrest warrant in Athens, Georgia. Yep. That night, he went down, and he came back to the combine the next day. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Yep. I don't. I didn't agree with that decision of his. Nope. I don't know why he would put himself into that, but what do I know? You know, yep. it's just really unfortunate for the Bears just because it, it affects their 
it affects their positioning just with, you know, now they have, did they settle? It's a very t- serious like settle, situation. Quote, unquote, for Tyree Wilson. It's just I, very, it's sad. You know, I, two yeah, people lost sad. their life. I know he wasn't driving, but it's still one of those situations where you need to take responsibility for it. If it was you and we shouldn't be, it shouldn't be dragged out like this. It should just be handled and take care of and be done with. Okay. Um, so there's one other thing with the combine that I want to talk about that was just kind of a cool little tidbit I caught right before we started recording, actually. Andrew Voorhees is, I believe he's an offensive tackle from USC. Um, he was supposed to be borderline first-round pick, pretty talented guy. Um, he tore his ACL, I want to say during the 40, but it's all. I think it might have been during the field work. I'm not, at some point during the combine, he tore his ACL. Probably in the field work. I think it was field work. Yeah. There was someone that did it during the 40, but I don't think it was him. Okay. Um... So he still went out and bench pressed. Mm. He, he hobbles up to the bench press and is it a full like a full leg cast, Nick. It's like one of the air casts, the yeah. black ones. Yeah, yeah. He hobbles up there in his uh, crutches, says his name, gets down and reps out thirty eight bench press reps and that's on a, a torn ACL. It's two hundred and twenty five pounds for anyone that's wondering yeah. all these reps that you're talking about. Yeah. When he did he did thirty eight straight. It was the highest of anyone at the combine this year. And he did it on a torn ACL. On a torn ACL, which I can't even bench two hundred and twenty five pounds. And he oh, and he did it thirty eight times. Yeah. With a torn ACL. To be fair, he's like twice your size. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah right. but yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, it was just a cool thing I saw and I thought it was impressive and that's 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 something that Dan Campbell looks at and is like, yeah, we're gonna take him. And yeah, we're gonna take him because he can. He bite, doesn't even have. He, he can bite knees. Well, and, also, no one can bite his knee because it will be in a cast. He can, we can eat their kneecaps. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So before we move on to our the rest of our NFL news with regards to free agency and you know the My franchise depression. tag. Yeah. Oh, your depression. Mm-hmm. Aw. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. Um, we here uh, up in the air would like to give out the first ever inaugural John Ross Combine Performer of the Year. For those of you that don't, don't know who John Ross is, he was drafted ninth overall by the Bengals some year. In the 2016? 16, 17, something like that. He, because uh, he was really, really fast. He ran a 4-2-2. Yeah, he, which is the fastest, fastest combine ever. Yep. Yeah. He was super, super fast. Mm-hmm. And then he really has done nothing with his NFL career. He just had a crazy combine and it kind of propelled him to the top, right? I don't think he played last year. I want to say he was on the Giants. Wicked, yeah, yeah, but I'm not 100% sure. He was on some team at some point, but anyways, our inaugural John Ross Combine Performer of the Year is drum roll, drum roll, drum roll, drum DJ roll. Turner, DJ Turner. But that's mostly just because he ran a four two six. He was really fast, but he he's also a really talented player, and he's borderline first round. So I can definitely see him sneaking into the first round now. Right. And what we're saying is the 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 John Ross Combine Performer of the Year is not the best. Person at the combine. No, it's just one of the ones where it's like, just, wow, we're just like, wow, that guy fast. That came out of nowhere. Yep. the The other nominee was Jalen Hyatt. Yeah, but I think DJ Turner is yep. the better pick. Yeah, fast AF, fast AF. Yep. So, okay, Jake. Okay, that was the combine. Yep. We're gonna talk more about the draft as that comes yeah, closer. Yeah, all but my that's depression. Like, that's like a month, and almost oh, two. Two, away. Much two months. Yeah. So, um, in the meantime. The main news out of today, today specifically, today specifically has been was a crazy whirlwind. because the franchise tag deadline is yep. tomorrow, Tuesday. Yep, tomorrow, Tuesday, tomorrow. The, so the seventh, the day that this comes out, the franchise tag deadline is over for the well later today. It'll later, be over. later yep. on the later in the day when this releases, the franchise tag deadline will be over. Yep. Um, so there's been some news with that today, as well as some signings. Yeah. Before the free agent. I'm, Nick, I'm big sad. This really hurts your hurts your team in a way. Well, yeah, yeah. So uh, Derek Carr signed with the Saints four years, 150 million dollars. So uh, average annual value of 37.5 million, mm-hmm. which puts him. It's actually pretty pretty accurate. I believe it puts him top ten, but not like it's like seven or eight or something like that. It's oh, it's quarterback quarterback earnings? quarterback earnings correct. Thank sure. You. Okay. It's slightly above Kirk Cousins and Jared Goff, but below mm-hmm. Dak Prescott, and so it's it's not too far off. Jared Goff um, is hilarious. Yeah, I remember he signed the biggest contract ever with the Rams, yeah. and they got traded like a and year later. And they got traded a year later. Yep. Um, Still no ring. LOL. Lol. Um, so he so Derek Carr going to the Saints is. It's not shocking. That seemed like where he wanted to go the whole time, but I mean, just, I mean, it seemed like he really wanted to go to the Jets. No, just yesterday there was the there was time. news. There was a report that the Jets were the front runners, right? And then there was news today. Where it's like he's going to sign with the Saints today, like first thing this morning. Yeah. Um. So that's really depressing. The Saints are masters at reworking their cap space. 
and if, they've done that for the past ten years. If just you to think keep about it, around. it makes perfect sense for him. It does. He doesn't have to play Josh Allen twice a year. He doesn't have to play the Dolphins twice a year. He's in. He doesn't have to go join a conference as Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes. He and Justin is in Herbert. the weakest conference, the weakest division. Yep. And he is. He. I mean, he has a top five defense now. And a solid. Well, we don't know what's going to happen with Alvin Kamara, but I mean, they have. Right. There's that's a whole yeah, other yeah, story. Yeah, yeah, we're not going to get into that, we're but I was going to say he has a solid running back, but we don't know. Um, um solid receivers, Mike Thomas tweeted about today. He's say, never like, had a defense. He's never had a defense that was over the top 15. Yeah. He's had subpar defenses his entire career. Yeah. And now he has he's going to a defense that really enjoys playing for that team. Yeah. Which I think is really important. Yeah. And hopefully he can buy it. I think he already is. I yep. think the Saints are going to buy into him, obviously. With thirty-seven and a half million a year, I, I saw something where it's essentially you can read it as a two-year, sixty million dollar contract, though. Like that's gotcha. what's fully guaranteed. I mean, that's really smart too. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, they have they do that a lot with these contracts. These was, numbers come out. He was the safest quarterback to go. Uh, he's after. a top. I'd say he's a top twelve quarterback easily. Sure. And I can you could argue top ten. You could argue top ten. Bobby Sala compared him to uh, Matthew Stafford. Yeah. His career arc. Yeah. Except he's made four Pro Bowls and Stafford's only made made one before going to L.A. Yeah. So that, you know, he's, he's played on a subpar team but has been putting up good numbers and was solid. But, I mean, the Raiders had the worst defense in the NFL over the seven years he was there. So now he goes to a team with a good defense in a terrible division. In a terrible... Weird, cave- weird caveat. This will be the first time since 1973 that an entire division has new starting quarterbacks compared to last year because Mariota's out of the Falcons. Yikes. The Panthers had who? Baker Mayfield last ba- year. Baker he's not coming back. Brady no. retired. Where's he going to go? Baker? Yeah, he's a free agent. Who knows? Nowhere probably. I, mean, I hope the Jets trade for James Winston. He's going to be a backup somewhere. Yeah. I want the Jets to trade for James Winston. This is where I'm at. Just pure entertainment. Interesting. He's so beautiful. Imagine Baker Mayfield as a Jet. No, thanks. I did. That's exactly what I wanted to happen in 2018. That's exactly what you wanted to happen. Mm-hmm. I regret nothing. Um, and then the the other big QB signing was Geno Smith signing a three year, hundred and five million dollar deal with the Seahawks, which is just awesome. Geno Smith wrote the Seahawks, and they wrote him back a big did. check, a huge one, a huge, the check. biggest one in Jets draft pick history. Yeah, fun fact. Yep, love that. Yep, and there, he he hasn't been a Jet in what ten years? Uh, not quite that long, but seven close years? enough. I mean, seven, six, seven. It's been it's been a while. Nick. It's been a while. Quite a while. Like he's, I mean, you could say he's guilty by association with the Jets by this point. Yeah, this makes me sad. But I mean, maybe if you get punched in the face by Ik Apalapa, whatever his name was, <laughs> maybe things would be fine. Maybe. But maybe he needed that jaw to be broken, change his career. You know, didn't the Jets release him after that though? Like, didn't they get rid of Gino? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you can't even remember the guy's name who punched him. Ik Ap, his name was Ik. Oh, okay. And then he went for no, they kept Gino. They cut that guy, and then that guy went and played with Rex Ryan with the Bills. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know who's probably one of my buddies, uh, James, is probably going to know who that is. It's IK. It's like a weird. It's there's a lot of cu- a lot of vowels. James, you know who you are. Text me when you when you IK Apalapihapa. And text me who this guy is. Yeah. Because I know you're going to know who he is. Yep. But um, I yeah, Derek Carr, Gino Smith, some big signings. And there, I made the joke earlier. Geno Smith is a match made. Normally, it goes match made in heaven. Yeah. But he is a match made in Denver, yeah. For Seattle. Yeah. You know, he just fits that team so well. They made the playoffs last year, albeit as he the seventh seed. Incredible. Yeah. He had a really great year, and you know, comeback player of the year deserves money, and he got his bag, baby. He got and, his bag, and, and it's smart for the Seahawks too. It is because they're talented enough. Where they have a great young defense. Oh yeah. Charles great Cross. Great running back, great receivers. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, they drafted, it wasn't just Charles Cross, there was someone else that was a rookie that played, Abraham Lucas. Abraham Lucas, yes. He also played fantastic last year. Mm-hmm. They've done a great job. They have um, a great team. Running back room. Great running back Crazy. room. Crazy. And they, I mean, they'll probably draft another one this year. They're in a tough division. They but are, but I think that's also why they did it. They they see that the NFC's quarterbacks are weak. Yeah. And that yeah. Geno is good enough to get them to the playoffs year in and year out. No. I, I, at least he that's what it looked like this year. You could argue right now that Derek Carr is the best quarterback in the NFC. Well, you forget about Jalen Hurts. Well, okay, yeah. Yeah. Jalen Hurts, Derek Carr. But there are a lot of people who have you know, question marks. math in my head. You know? Yeah. Because I'd say Stafford comes back healthy and is better than Derek Carr. We'll see. Probably. We'll, we'll see what happens with that team. Yeah. They're disintegrating as we see. Yeah, but if him and Cooper Cup are healthy. But, yeah, that's all subjective. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess you know. I guess, I guess with how much with how much heard. money and draft capital. I mean, Aaron Rodgers. Who you, knows? Did where you he's... just say Derek Carr is better than Justin Fields? I was gonna say that. How dare you? Right now, Justin Fields still has. A yeah, lot I mean, I guess do. when you go through it, it depends on how you feel. I about would love to give Justin Fields all the credit. It depends on how you feel about Dak Prescott. It depends on how you feel and about Kirk Dak Cousins. Prescott. I love Des- Dak Prescott the person. Yeah. But the quarterback, eh? He's corny. Okay, he might sound corny, but his cha- he the way he talks about mental health, Jake, I will never take. Oh, I know. I, I we talked about that when he won Walter Payton Man of the Year. He is a good person. I will I'll never, I will never discredit him for his corniness when in regards to all that he does outside of football. Yeah. So, but you know, Derek Carr, he's really talented, and he's joining the weakest division, and he's already so he's, and living in New Orleans compared to living in New York City makes perfect sense. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um. The other big thing with the quarterback is Lamar Jackson. Lamar uh, he's, Jackson. He's going to get, I believe it's the non-exclusive franchise tag. He has two options yeah. pretty much now. I yeah. mean, there's three options. He's going to get tagged if there isn't a deal done by the end of by the franchise tag deadline Tuesday. That one option is yeah. he gets a deal done, which I don't think it's going to happen. So now he's down to two, the franchise tag. Yeah. There's two different tags he could receive. That's either the more expensive exclusive tag which means he can't negotiate with any other team. But he'll get paid like but he'll get paid top five, forty-five like, million dollars. Like that. It's like the you, they take the top five average annual values and like of the position. Yeah, and, and then they give that in the franchise tag. Yeah. So quarterbacks, if they get franchise they tags, average it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or the less expensive non-exclusive franchise tag, whereas he's st- he, which essentially makes him a restricted free agent. Yes, you know, in basketball terms. Yeah. Yes. But the 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 Ravens. I, I, what I read before we started this was, who, if someone were to match or someone were to try to sign Lamar and he would want that, the Ravens would either have to match, or let him ride. But that team would have to give them two first round picks. Yeah. Which essentially is trading Lamar. Yep. But it's letting Lamar decide where he wants to go. Yep. Which I think is the smartest move for the Ravens. Now, him going to the Falcons is what I've seen a lot. I saw that too. I saw the Bucks, but they don't that have crazy. They don't have no. what they need to get him. So, but he's from Florida, so all both of those locations make sense. Yeah. Um, so that's the main thing. Um, now, how this affects the Jets? Because before we move on to other positions, I guess this is a perfect time to talk. We still about have that. yet to talk about Aaron Rodgers. I don't. I don't want to. We have to, Jay. I know he emerged from the darkness. It's and either just like, him or Jimmy no, Garoppolo. I don't want no. I don't want Aaron Rodgers. And there's several reasons why I don't. And let me tell you why. Now. I'm loving this. The main reason I'm is, it, but tell me. The main reason is I don't like Aaron Rodgers. Fair. But I believe that his talent is good enough where I could get over that. He's 39. He still would be the best Jets quarterback they've had in even with Brett Favre being there for that one year I still think 39 year <laughs> yeah I still think 39 year old Aaron Rodgers would be better than that Brett Favre now especially since that would be the best receiver you'd have room. to give up so much to that, get him that's the point that was my next point is the Jets Joe Douglas has done a fantastic job drafting the last several years outside of Zach Wilson but that's just kind of uh Sam Darnold's fault for winning that game in Los Angeles yeah and not getting Trevor Lawrence mm-hmm. um but quarterbacks are also hard to evaluate and evaluate. They but are. they have hit on pretty much. Imagine Trevor Lawrence on that Jets team last year. Yeah, thanks, Nick. I definitely haven't thought about it no. every day of my life. I'm thinking about it right now. Yeah, imagine, like, wow. imagine Patrick Mahomes on the Bears. Yeah. Well, I mean that's different. Is it? Yeah. Is it? I would argue. Is it? Yeah. I would no. argue. Yeah, I mean it's slightly different. It's Slight- not the point. Shut. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> so I mean. Where we talk about the draft picks, right? Yeah. So Joe Douglas done such a great job drafting at all positions over the last. I mean, the 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 draft last year alone, even the late round players, people like Michael Clemens, who not everyone knows about, but he's going to be a very key part of their defensive line going forward. Um, they have a decent amount of cap space, but they need to resign Quentin Williams and Sheldon Rankins and a couple other really important players. Those draft picks, thirteen, they can get a starting offensive tackle. They'll get Elijah because Dwayne Brown's 38 free agent. George Fant is in his 30s free agent. Becton has played one game in two seasons. And his body is ginormous, and we don't know how that's going to handle that. They need an offensive tackle. They will not get Aaron Rodgers without giving that 13th overall pick. And I would argue that they'd have to give up a first next year, too. Oh, yeah. I just love it because, speaking on the Packers here, I love how he's holding them hostage. And I, I get it. I was... 
I was listening to Rich Eisen today, and he was saying that the, love Rich Eisen. The thing he, the thing he, so he's a Jets fan, and he went to Michigan. He's my favorite. Uh-huh. Um, he, one of the things he said was that uh, he heard at the combine that the Packers really hope that Aaron Rodgers just doesn't want to be there anymore. That he, because they don't want to necessarily break up with him, but they're hoping that he just is like, I want to retire or I want to get traded. And they're right. like, okay, good, good riddance. See you later. I could totally see this whole. I mean, I could totally see Aaron Rodgers not playing at all this year. Just waiting a year to see, you know, who might be on the rise for a quarterback next year. If there was anyone. If there was anyone. Yeah. That was able to able to do it. Yeah. You know? I um I just and then the other thing was his cap hit. Yeah. The amount of money he costs. Mm-hmm. Now he's talented, sure, but the Jets have a good roster, but are still flawed in a few positions. And I'd rather see them pay I mean Jimmy Garoppolo took Robert Sala's defense to an NFC Championship game and a Super Bowl. Right. Now, do I know if Jimmy Garoppolo is going to win a Super Bowl? No, but if you get to the game, anything can happen. Mm-hmm. And at anything this, can happen. At this point, Nick, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't give a fuck about winning a Super Bowl. I want to make the playoffs. It's been 12 years since the Jets made the playoffs. Facts. Made the playoffs. Anything can happen when you get there, and they aren't going to have a quarterback that is Mahomes, Burrow, or Josh Allen. They just aren't going to find that. I don't care about 39-year-old Aaron Rodgers who can't win a playoff game and has less career playoff. Uh, he has as many... Uh, Super Bowl appearances as Rex Grossman. Yeah. Speaking of that, the Bears were in the playoffs in 2020. Yeah, no, that, that, Mitch Trubisky made the playoffs twice Mitch in four Trubisky years. Mitch Trubisky made the playoffs twice in four years. And Which, who is a free agent? Not Mitch Trubisky. Who is a lot easier to trade for? Yeah, Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky. Jameis Winston. Uh-huh. Um, in all honesty, if the Jets are going to go big for quarterback, I would prefer it to be Lamar. Yeah. Just pure talent-wise, I don't think they could find a better quarterback on the market, and he's the only one talent-wise with the ceiling that could keep up with the other quarterbacks in the AFC. If they don't, I'd like them to find a, a gap stop. That Jimmy would be Garoppolo. an insane division. It would be. That would be nuts. It would be nuts. That would be crazy. I mean, it's already kind of crazy thinking about it. Yeah. Um, so... I guess with the it's a lot of Jets talk for people probably, but this is kind of my livelihood. Right, we so, talk a lot about the Bears. Yeah, so so I mean it's just the only other place I could see Aaron Rodgers going is the Raiders. Maybe now uh-huh. that's something Mark Davis would do. That'd He'd be, be re- so dumb. Re- reunited with Devonte so Adams, yeah. um, and then I mean, but I I don't know. I don't know what he wants to do. I don't think I don't think the Packers will trade him to an NFC team. They shouldn't. No, they wouldn't. I think they already said they wouldn't. Yeah. Right. So that limits it to pretty much the Raiders and the Jets. But does he want to go to the AFC where he's going to have to fight through an insane quarterback pool? It depends on how much ayahuasca he takes that day now, <laughs> he, for being honest. If he's able to have his darkness retreat yeah. every Sunday? I mean, there's plenty of dark places. There's really, actually, I take it back, there's not a whole lot of dark places from hide in New York. No? Or Vegas. No. Because the media is going to be all over him. Yeah, I, I just, New York media alone is just insane, but if he wherever just he goes, he's going to be followed. I just don't want it. Right, it's, it's just too much, too, much, too, too much for me. Too much attention, too much strain on the locker room. Yeah. So I mean, I guess that's that's pretty much the extent of the quarterback talk. Um, the only other big news coming out of the NFL this week is the franchise tags, which we sort of talked about. The ones that we have confirmed are Deron Payne, Tony Pollard, and Josh Jacobs. All of which makes sense. I they mean, we knew Deron sense. Payne and Josh Jacobs were going to taken care of. I I do think that the Raiders will eventually extend Josh Jacobs. I wish Deron Payne made it through to free agency. Yeah. It would be such a good fit on the Bears. He just screams Matt Eberflus. Yeah. He does. Javon Hargrave. Yeah. We'll, we'll settle for him. Mm-hmm. And also, Deron Payne may not get a long-term deal done with Jonathan Allen and Chase Young and all those other defense linemen they have there, so maybe right. next year. Yeah. Um, and the biggest non-tag is Orlando Brown. That's the first. That's the big one that we've come out, that they've come out and say, hey, we're definitely not going to tag him. Orlando Brown but is that, going to be a free agent. And he has come out and said that he wants to stay in Kansas City. Really? He's come, there, was an, there was a quote I saw of him essentially being like, why wouldn't I want to be here? The offensive line coach, Coach Reed, Pat, like, it's a great opportunity. It's a great place. Now, is he going to turn down a bag to go play somewhere else? Probably not. I know I wouldn't. As cool as it is, you just won a Super Bowl. The Bears You've got good. that. He's won two. He What's wasn't. No, he wasn't there for the first one. He's on the Ravens. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. They had um, right. They had Eric Fisher. They had Eric and then Fisher. Eric yes. Fisher retired, and then they traded for Orlando Brown, yes. I believe, the year after that. Yes. Yes, I remember yep. now. Yep. So, um, he's going to get back, he's going to get it back from the Bears. I know that. Get, yeah, the Bears or I mean there's plenty of teams like I saw Jets as the a Patriots. potential fit, the Patriots. Yeah. 
Um, there's plenty of teams that would fork over that money for a player of his caliber. Yeah. So I think he's he's going to be set either I way. I thought it was a very similar situation to Frank Clark, whereas... Um, Which they just cut him. They pretty, Yeah, they cut him. They didn't even offer the franchise tag. No, there's I a lot of big I they were trying like, back and forth yep. of trying to get um, a deal done with Frank Clark. But they just they just released he's only twenty nine yeah 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 but uh, I guess he doesn't want to be in KC anymore, which, sure yeah whatever he spent his time there well, he he won two Super Bowls he he won two Super Bowls yeah. now he can go make his bag elsewhere yeah and he's twenty nine so it makes sense this is his this is his paid his paycheck yes. this is the time for him to get paid this is his bag yep um a couple other big cuts before we get to another big news in the NFL um Allen Robinson likely to be released by the Rams. Hilarious. Leonard, Leonard Floyd. Hilarious. Um, Two former Bears. Yep. And then the big one that has already happened is Bobby Wagner. Bobby Wagner's cut. Um, yeah. That was a week ago. So that makes the middle. Yeah. Yep. That was a week ago. Uh-huh. I don't know if we missed it on the show or if it happened within the last week, but he uh-huh. led. I don't know if he led the NFL in tackles last year, but he was a first team All Pro. He had his most sacks in his career. Yep. He's had fifteen hundred tackles since he came to the NFL. That's insane. In 2011. That is nuts. And the only other guy, the guy second behind him with 1,300 is Levante David, also a free agent. So the linebacker market is, the middle linebacker market is growing. It's they, it's the two best middle linebackers we've seen hit the market in a while. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping the Jets fork over some money. I know they have C.J. Mosley, but the defense they run, they essentially have two middle linebackers at all times. I wouldn't mind to see Levante David or someone of that caliber. I don't think they're going to pay Leonard for Bobby Floyd Wagner. Leonard Floyd wouldn't do you wrong. I he was t- he was good on the Bears. I would take Leonard Floyd. I don't know. He's it was more, a smart decision. He's more of a three. Him, he's more of a three four. He's more of an outsider. He's more of a three, three four outside four, linebacker. Right. And and their their edge rushers are solid. Mm-hmm. Um, they just the only middle linebacker of note that they have on on uh, contract is C.J. Mosley. Quincy Williams is a free agent. Quan Alexander's a free agent. So they need to go and get yeah. a line, an off-ball yeah. linebacker. Um, I don't even know if middle linebacker is the word anymore, just the way the defenses line up. It's just an off-ball linebacker. Off-ball. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Um, so those are some big – I mean, Bobby Wagner is going to get paid again. He, he just signed a five-year, $50 million deal with the, with the Rams last offseason. Yeah. Then he plays one. He plays out of his mind. He's one of the best defense players just in the, the league. The Rams put Cut. themselves in, in cap hell. So yep. they had to. And they're getting themselves, getting themselves out of it because they don't have a choice because they don't have draft picks. Right. They keep Jalen Ramsey, which is smart. I, I can see him getting traded. You had, They've talked about it. Are him. they still paying Jared Goff? Uh, I don't they, think so. Or are they did they pretty much like swap contracts? I think they just swapped contracts. Okay. But either way, they're both over $30 million. Right. And then I've heard that they're shopping Jalen Ramsey too. I heard that Derrick Henry is getting shopped. Derrick Henry, Jalen Ramsey, and there's another really big name player that I can't, that's on the tip of my tongue that I can't remember. Like a big, big time. And I can't remember. It's pissed me off that I can't remember who it is. But it, it last uh, year, last year this time it was DK Metcalf before he signed his deal. Yep. But I can't remember who the only two that I've seen are Derrick Henry and Jalen Ramsey. There was another one. It was an article where there was three people's. Oh, okay, cool. Thanks, phone. I have to confirm that I'm not a robot before I can Google something. Oh, recapture. Yeah, we love it. Um, do 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 do. It's okay. We'll talk about something else. We'll figure it out. Um, DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, well, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, that one. Yeah, was... that one's been cooking, but yeah. it's still a big time player. Uh huh. Um, so, going off of receivers, Nick Kelvin Ridley has been reinstated from his gambling addiction. He's back. <coughs> he's here. On the Jaguars, by the way, for people that well, forget, yeah. he's on the Jaguars. On the Jags now. So, um, <laughs> oh, Jags also tagged Evan Ingram today. They did, which, which is a little crazy. A little crazy, and they're going to try to extend him. Uh-huh. So that kicks out our last mock draft. But yeah. um, the. The Calvin Ridley thing is, I honestly don't think he really should have even got suspended for the length that he did for what he did. Jake, I'm just not realizing, yeah. we never put the draft on Twitter. You never sent it to me. Oh, shiitake mushrooms. Okay, we're going to put it on this week. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're great, we're, I promise. We're great. My brain is elite. Um, yeah, so, I mean... Calvin Ridley is going to make a huge difference. Christian Kirk was really good last... They had a solid receiving group last year. They Marvin did. Jones Jr. Overpaid. Overpaid, but correct. Good, good, but I mean, sometimes it pays. I mean, they made the playoffs. They won their division. They won their division, and they won a playoff game. They won a playoff game, and they're only going to get better. Trevor Lawrence. They is had only a chance get against KC, but yep. not really. Nah. Sort of. Sort of. Theoretically, they gave an effort. Yep. But Calvin Ridley is a game-changing receiver. He was really good. Yeah, I had him on my fantasy team, and he's only twenty-seven. Right. He still has so much left in the tank. He right. has a year off. He's going to be fresh. 
I still don't think he should have got suspended, but that's a whole separate conversation. There's a whole lot of. I mean, we can make a whole a whole episode just on you know gambling and how yeah. and how different it is with each sport and yeah. how they react to it. But and Pete Rose, um, yeah, shout out Pete Rose. Yeah. So I guess really the only other thing of note from this week that we should just touch on, and we aren't super into this, but it's notable. Mm-hmm. Um, John Jones returned to the UFC. Yes. And just destroying, what's his name, Cyrus Gane? Cyrus Gane, yeah. Yeah, I think that sounds yeah. right. It's definitely Gane. I think his name's Cyrus. Yeah. Cyril? U- UFC two, Cyril Gane. UFC 250, 283? 285. 285, yes. Also Jake Paul. LOL Jake yeah, Paul. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, shit on. I mean, John Jones literally walked into the ring, mm-hmm. got his dick kicked, and then just submitted him in yeah. like 90 seconds. Yeah. Also, his toes. What's up with his toes? I don't want to know. They I made don't. him take off, like, foot. he had, like, foot wrap on because his toes are gross. And they made him take it off. Gross. It was not a great sight. Gross. Um, but, I mean, John Jones is probably the greatest UFC fighter of all time. Well, yeah. He has 15 title defenses. And they need to figure out something with Francis Ngannou because the whole reason this fight even happened is Ngannou's contract dispute. Oh, right. They, right. they didn't sign him, so his belt became vacated. Yes. And he had just beat Cyril Gane. Mm-hmm. So now Gane fought Jones, so now it's like, no. it's Jones' belt, but Gane never actually lost the belt. Right. So he came out afterwards and was like... Jones didn't really have the belt to earn. Yeah, yeah. And the guy Which he earned lost. the shit out of it, but... Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, now it's one of those things where they need to figure out a way to pay Ngannou, and these two need to fight. Yeah. Um, and, and Jones fought up. He's not usually a heavyweight. And it's so interesting how with, like, martial arts or, like, boxing, close close quarters combat sports. Yeah. If there's a vacated, if there's a vacant belt somewhere yeah. out there, yeah. it's just, what do we do? Yeah. Oh, my God, what's going on? What, we got we, we, we to figure it out. We have to fight, yeah. But it just feels like with this one, it's like, yeah, I mean, we'll get to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like John Jones came back and fought and beat the guy who lost to the guy who lost the belt. Can can we say that uh, John Jones is one of the most successful coked out athletes of all time? You know, Lawrence Taylor, Maradona territory. He's up there. Yeah, he's in that he's in that category. I'd say this is why you do drugs, kids. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess we can and then the little the Jake Paul thing. He got humbled. Jake Paul got humbled. He didn't look bad. He did not look bad. He actually looked good to start the fight, but I guess, you know, I'm just I'm glad he lost. Yeah. But I I I mean I think this is this is uh it's it's good for him yes. and for everybody. Yeah. yeah. He actually handled it way better than I thought he would. He handled it so humbly. Like I couldn't believe that immediately afterwards he was like yeah, no, uh, don't judge me by my wins, judge me by my losses. And I was like, that does not sound like a... Po- I don't know what's happening. But, um, yeah, that was, uh, was entertaining. We didn't really watch it, but it's a notable thing that happened over the weekend. It is. Another notable thing. Um, this is, I mean, I'm kind of really diverting into golf here for a second. Yeah. Um, the Arnold Palmer Classic was over the weekend. Golf. And Kurt Kiti- Kitayama won, finally. He came in second in, like... Seven of I've literally never heard of him. Exactly. He came in second behind big names that you probably would know, like Rory, Rory McElroy. Yeah. Um I know enough about golf, I've never heard of that guy. Right. And Kurt came in second for a lot of events and he finally won an event over the weekend, which I thought was pretty cool. Um shout out Kurt. And then I think to finally finish things off, I really want to just talk about KJ Osborne for a second. Oh yeah. yeah. Um this came out right before we started the show. Um, K.J. Osborne is a wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings, and he was, I guess, over the weekend, or literally on Sunday, he and three other people helped save a man's life from a burning car in Minnesota. And I saw the pictures of the car. That shit was not good. Not good. And so they... I actually wouldn't even characterize it as a car. No, it did not not look like a car. It was just kind of a lump of metal. It was a lump of melted metal. Yeah. KJ, along with three other people, saved that man's life. Which some land blatant gabber shit. That's just really awesome. Yeah, you know, I mean, we t- we opened the show with something pretty negative, you know, with Jaw, and then we talked a little bit about you know Jalen Carter. Yeah, but it's nice seeing an athlete who's you know putting their status aside, and it's nice seeing people being good. It's people. It's nice seeing good people be good people. So, just shouting that out. Um, but that I think is going to do it for this week's episode of Up in the Air, Jake. Hell yeah! Um, we had a lot of good talks. 
this week. Next week we'll get into uh, the selection Sunday. We'll be over, so we'll get into college basketball. We're going to talk about who's who's going to be dancing. Hopefully, Jake and I will be dancing too. I always dance. Yeah, I'm a dancer. I like to dance. Yeah, but give me a little Jameson. I'll dance way more than you want me to. Uh, but yeah, keep an eye. Next week, we're going to finally get into talking about um, you know college basketball and a little touch on the NFL free agency. Talk about open up NFL free agency. Yep. You know, we're probably going to see some trades. Um, Jake will probably still be very sad. Nick is going to be very excited. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, more just random, random news that we see throughout the week and random um, dancing. If you all want us to talk about something, reach out to us on Twitter, and then we'll we'll add it to the list. Um, but primarily next week, men's and women's college basketball, South Carolina, women's, women's South Carolina basketball. I know basketball. nothing about women's college yeah. basketball. South Carolina went undefeated this yeah, year. Yeah, Don Staley. Don Staley went undefeated this year. Nuts. Yeah. Crazy. That that team in, I- in Iowa, Iowa. Oh, I know about Caitlin Clark. I know about Iowa. Iowa wins women's basketball. I hope to see them in that in that final. That, that'll be sick. But Shout more, out to Iowa. More on that next week. Um, I am Nick. I'm Jake. This has been Up in the Air Episode 5. See you all next week. Hasta la pasta.